0: that day I live in a dream dream.
1: okay welcome to season two of only trying to help the podcast where we try to help you maybe help out some other people Uh, I'm Kate. I'm here with Leslie. Leslie, welcome back. Hey,
2: thanks for having me, Kate.
1: How does it feel to be back for season two? It feels awesome. These are actually
2: a really fun time for us to record, and I know we've mentioned that, and some of you feel jealous that we're doing this without you, but you're,
1: you're in our souls. So, I think during season one, when we were recording... I was sort of awkward about talking about this with other people and it would come up and I would turn red Mm -hmm. and I would say things like, yeah, I kind of have like this sort of podcast thing and we're, you know, we're like trying to have a podcast. Well also because like having a podcast is the coolest thing to do. Well, it seems that way. And I guess I didn't fully believe we were doing it. And I think it took a break for me to look back on what we've done yeah. and really think about what we've done. And, and I noticed myself or I caught myself no longer saying I sort of kind of have a podcast and now I feel like I'm more confidently say, yeah, I have a podcast. Um, me, we have listeners in 10 countries now. Uh, And it doesn't feel like something I'm awkward about. So I think the break was necessary. I needed to step back and reflect on it all. And it feels good. It does.
2: You know, I I had a couple people, you know, come to me and we were talking about stuff. And we were getting into some of these topics. And I really stopped and said, hey, do you know that I have a podcast about this? And people were like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, And I'm like, yeah, we talk about this. We have a bunch of different episodes where we kind of delve into different issues and... (laughs)
1: I have to tell you. I actually meant to tell you, and I forgot. I was like, you know, we've taken a pretty hefty break from this. And and through that break, I was, like, going through some tough things. And a lot of people who I spoke to about the tough things I'm going through answered me by saying, but are you still going to do the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes, and clearly you need it if that's your answer to me telling you I'm going through tough stuff in life. So many times, people responded with, "Oh my gosh, are you still going to do the podcast?" <laughs> I was like, "Just yeah, just relax." I'm yes. incredulous right now. <laughs> I
2: my I can't even.
1: And you know they're listening because they're the ones who asked me. Maybe this time around, take some notes. Take some notes, people. Yeah. But no, listen,
2: we are all evolving, and we are all getting better, and we only learn by having these moments where we're like, <laughs> that was the wrong thing to that say was, or
1: do. That was less supportive than I was expecting yeah. when people were like, but what about the podcast? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. We'll still do it. <laughs> don't don't you worry. Right. All right. Well, on that, we, we have a good topic today. Um, actually, this was one we were going to do last season, and we decided to save it for our season opener because we thought this would be pretty fun. So we want to talk about well-meaning but poorly executed humor, and I don't know if you remember this, Leslie, but when I pitched this idea to you like months and months ago, you said back to me, "Oh, so will we just call that one the Leslie Chronicles?" <laughs> I
2: was gonna say this one pretty much has my name on it. So
1: I didn't know if, if you wanted to like kick us off or if you have any thoughts initially. Um, I'll, I'll ask you, like, are 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 you guilty of this? Well, listeners,
2: I got jokes. <laughs> they're not really good jokes, usually, and sometimes they're at really bad times. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I do one of those strengths finder or anything similar to that, what they tell me is one of my major personality um, components is humor, mm. um, which sounds a little bit like, wow, it couldn't have been like... Inspiring people or intellect, yeah, or that generosity, uh huh. No, it's jokes, um, and so that often means that I use that a little bit, um, as a crutch, um, as a fallback in Mm -hmm. conversations where that I don't know how to get through or navigate. It's sometimes even something that I do, um, couching a difficult conversation that I'm having, yeah, um which is not great because it's really more for me. (laughs) Haha, but you know. Jokes. Jokes. It doesn't make anybody feel better necessarily, but.
1: Well, (laughs) uh, actually, I think there is a societal expectation that if a joke is said, you kind of have to either really laugh or fake laugh, Mm -hmm. that that's, uh, I, I think maybe women even feel that more. Um, I've said to a lot of people, just because you told a sexist joke in front of a woman and she laughed does not mean she really thinks it's funny. It's a survival skill and an obligation for a lot of us that I have to laugh because you were funny. Well,
2: it's a social cue, too, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if someone tells a joke, you laugh, knock, knock, who's there? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Ha, ha.
1: I, I reacted because I know that's the
2: way that I'm supposed to react.
1: And, you know, I think we could... Go through probably a lot of examples and and that might even be kind of fun Um, uh, if we could first just sort of satisfy the very linear thinker in me and think about the root of this like like what's the source of poorly timed or inappropriate humor why does this happen to well-meaning people Um, I have a couple of thoughts one of them is anxiety I think sometimes when a situation makes us anxious we think the best way to ease the tension or anxiety is to is to make a joke and so when I encounter people who are quick to go to humor one of my first thoughts is this person must be feeling a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. right now what are some other things you think I think you actually mentioned a few like for you that make you turn to jokes when it might not be called for
2: Uh, well I think that it's you kind of use it as a crutch, like yeah. the situation is awkward. I make a joke. We're in a meeting room together. I make some jokes. Mm. You know, this pizza is not very good. I make a joke. Um,
1: <laughs> that is not funny when pizza is not good. I know. <laughs> it's really the most unfunny situation. Um, uh, I think sometimes, I think sometimes people think that's how I like to be helped. I like when people are funny. So other people must want that too. So. Jokes help me feel relaxed. Jokes help me lighten the mood and see the bright side. So when somebody's hurting, I'm gonna do that for them. They must want the same thing I want.
2: Right. Or and like, they don't. You know, this person's really going through something, but I made them laugh, so. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I also think sometimes humor exerts power. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think this is especially true of sarcasm and especially true of very clever, very intellectual jokes that it, it creates like a one-up stance on others. Mm. Um, it seems to be, at times, like a display of intellect. Like, look at me while you're all struggling, I came up with this clever one-liner. Um, and I think, I think it can come across like you're one-upping a person and sometimes creates this feeling like there's a power struggle. And I, I can think of somebody in my life who is like, and it's not you, I promise, but but like... It might be me. It's not you. <laughs> somebody who I know who is just constant jokes when like the moment is not really calling for a joke. And sometimes I, I feel he and I in this little bit of like a wrestling match. Like I'm trying to bring us back to something serious. He brings it back to a joke. I'm trying to bring it back to something serious. He's bringing it back to a joke. And it feels like we are wrestling with who's in charge of this moment. Mm. And sometimes I decide, you know what, he just really wants to feel in control here. I'm just going to let him have this. And I step back. Uh, But I do think sometimes there is a power struggle when someone says, I'm going to change the whole dynamic of this conversation and make it funny. That's a big impact. To have on a conversation when everybody's been serious and everybody's been taking being vulnerable and one person steps in and changes the whole feeling of the room that's a powerful position you just took mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about that
2: um, I'm taking notes um, <laughs> yeah no I can definitely I also feel like you know sometimes when you use humor um, humor
1: you um, however you say it <laughs> humor. humor Um
2: <laughs> But uh, I, I feel like sometimes you're doing it for the for the lulls, as they say on the internet, or for the attention. Um, Wait,
1: just, I feel so old right now. For the lulls, is that L-O-L? With a Z, I think. With yeah. a Z? Yeah.
2: <laughs> sometimes L-U-L.
1: That would be our girl group if we had one. The lulz.
2: But you know, sometimes like I find myself I stand up to, to remark on something at a conference, or in a meeting, or whatever the case is, and the first thing I need to do is make people laugh, mm. and I feel like that delays my point many times, and mm-hmm. it, it um, undermines my authority on many occasions, but it's also something that I feel like I'm meant to do in a way.
1: I don't know if this, I, I have a feeling I'm about to drop some bad news on you. <laughs> I'm pausing because I, I don't know, it seems like it's not bad news. Part of what you just said is what I'm about to reiterate, but I'm about to back it up with a research study, which Back it up. All
2: right. Back, so back it up.
1: You said when you are in a like a business setting mm-hmm. and you're starting a meeting, you feel like you want to start with a joke, and you also said you worry that it undermines your authority. So I recently read this study where they asked a group of people to observe like a business presentation. Uh, Actually, they were observing four of them. One of them was a man who was very serious, one was a man who told jokes, one was a woman who was very serious, and the other one was a woman who told jokes. And the group had to rate those professional presentations. And the research study found that humor helps men Mm -hmm. and hurts women. Yeah, I mean, I might actually, I just kind of circled it on my notes here, I might actually read exactly what they said, because I don't want to screw it up. Sometimes I do that with research studies. It said, when men add humor to a business presentation, observers view them as having higher levels of status and giving them higher performance ratings compared to presenters who do not use humor, but the opposite happens when women use humor in professional settings. They are rated as having lower status, lower capability as leaders, compared to women who do not use humor. They praised men for using humor to break up monotony, but criticized women for using humor in quote, inappropriate settings. Hmm. Did I just devastate you?
2: No. (laughs) It's not something that I didn't know. Yeah, Uh, you knew. You you
1: know, it's like one of those
2: things where, you know, you, you can get away with certain things as a man that you can't as a woman, and it depends on, like, what you're going for. If you're looking to gain approachability, mm. that's good. But it's, it's interesting because, you know, we sort of have that dichotomy of, like, um, you know, if you're a woman who exerts authority, then you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're a man who does it, then you're authoritative.
1: Right. And, um, and if you're a man who doesn't, you're a bitch. Oh, you know, Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, so it's interesting that, well, there is no right way, is
1: there? You can't win.
2: This conversation has gone into leadership.
1: It has. (laughs) It has, but it's related because leaders are often trying to help the group. True. And so when they're thinking, how do I be helpful? um, People might assume jokes will help. It will ease the tension of a meeting. It will help me deliver harsh news. It will help me encourage them to adapt to change and humor, humor, humor. And I think sometimes that could be true. And sometimes it's worth being the leader who can say, I have some tough news. I'm okay with us just being serious for a little while. Tell me how you're feeling about it. I'm not scared of the vulnerability right. of that. Um, I will shift us away from leadership just a second. Right. We can always come back to it. Uh, I wanna give a shout out to a good friend of mine who is a, um, a counselor, but she is also a stand up comedian. <laughs> And, uh, she, I'm going to mess up the name of the organization she's a part of, but it's something to do with the, um, applied therapeutic use of humor. And you can actually get certified as a humorist who is also therapeutic in, in your work. That's cool. I think, you know, Hey, if you're going to see a therapist, it's not so bad to find one who's pretty funny in the mix. Um, and I reached out to her before we came together to do this today because, uh, I'm sorry, I haven't said her name. It's Mallory DeSale, and I, I let her know this morning I'd be giving her a shout-out today. And I reached out to Mallory, and I said, I'm going to be doing this podcast on well-meaning humor that sometimes doesn't go so right. And I said, look, I know your work is in, like, laughter's the best medicine and humor gets us through tough times. I said, but, but aren't there times, Mallory, when it's not so helpful? And she sent me so much information that seemed to be along this theme of how sarcasm is not so helpful. Hmm. It's a form of humor. It's not all humor, but a form of humor that does this kind of power differential one-up stance like, gotcha. Um, it's it's kind of like a, I'm, I'm seeing something you don't see. I'm speaking above you kind of form of humor and she said that seems to create more tension and more problem but it's not that all humor is that way she said sarcasm is something to really be wary of and it tends to be less therapeutic and less helpful for people to experience that type of funny because when you're sort of on the receiving end of sarcasm you feel like you are the joke Mm. not that there is a joke but you're not in on it and you're sort of the one being made fun of Mm.
2: But I also feel like those people think they're way smarter than they are. Like, uh, come on, we got over this as teenagers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, we didn't get over anything as teenagers. (laughs) Um, You're dreaming. Um, I think you're really onto something there. I think sarcasm does seem aligned with intellect, at least in the classic definition of Mm -hmm. intellect. And when someone gets very sarcastic with me, I think their classically defined intellect is trying to battle my emotional intelligence. Ooh. Because I may be very emotionally intelligent, which means I'm comfortable when people cry. I'm comfortable when people are angry. I'm comfortable when things are serious. I don't run away from those things. And that's a that's an emotional intelligent. Mm-hmm. And when someone who's more, like as you typically think of intelligent, comes at me, I think they're, Brain smarts are trying to fight my like emotional smarts, Right. and what are we now locking horns on your type of intellect versus my type of intellect?
2: I you know and that kind of reminds me of those people that um, are purposefully um, be, be like using jokes that are outside of the understanding of the recipient of the joke. Yeah. Um, and I can say that as a, uh, a young adult, I did this. I had a boyfriend who was very attractive and not very smart. I'm sure he's not listening, but if you are, you know Name names. <laughs> God, I want to, but you know who you are. Um, and anybody who knew
1: me then knows who this is. He was when very we, attractive. When we post this episode on Facebook, we'll just tag him.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, uh, yeah, but he, you know, the other thing was I was like – deep in my English degree. So I was in all these, like, great literature classes. Yes, you're you're super smart. I was. And uh, so I would sometimes just, like, find myself, like, like, oh, let me tell you this hysterical thing that happened. So then Hemingway... Do you have Um, Hemingway jokes? I used to when I was 20 or whatever. Oh, Uh, oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, In psychology majors uh, discussions, we often had, like, Freud jokes. Oh,
2: sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so I would, like, say something, and I'd be like, here's the (laughs) punchline. And then he'd be like...
1: Yeah, don't get it.
2: Like, really, was that necessary of me? Was I, you know, communicating with him any... Better because of that. Like I really, you know, honestly, I'm not gonna sit here and say I was doing it to antagonize him. I was doing it because I wanted him to share in the moment with me because I really was like in love with this dude. But um, really, coming to like Mm -hmm. reflect on it, that wasn't the kindest thing I could have done.
1: No, okay. I think it's a good example. Um, And again, I thought, you know, I told you this before we hit record. I really thought we would have tons of examples. Um, I feel like this happens every day of my life. And yet the examples are hard to come by. Um, The best one I can come up with right now, I told you while we were breaking, uh, and gosh, I hope my sister doesn't kill me for this, but I was with my sister and her two kids recently, and her kids are very young. They're one and a half and like three months old. And the one and a half year old was angry and like picked up a toy and threw it across the room. And my sister, who is prone to going to humor in tense moments, said, oh, we eat our feelings in this family.
2: (laughs) That is the funniest thing I think I have ever
1: heard. And it was. It was. And yet, you know, she looked right at me because I think she was like, oh, crap, Kate heard that. Kate's (laughs) going to tell me I shouldn't joke about eating your feelings and things like that. Uh, But it was funny. And I think probably harmless since he's one and a half. But as he becomes four and a half and five and a half, I don't know, maybe we don't want to joke about emotional eating. I'm going to leave that to her. She's the mom there. Uh, I just thought that was a good example of leaping to humor. Yeah, yep. yeah. I can think of years ago, I was going through this breakup um, and I was telling my friend about how I was trying to really like respectfully and delicately end this relationship and she referenced some breakup I had years prior oh, no. um, with, a, I'm just going to call the guy Michael. That's not his real name. But she joked and she said, oh, yeah, did you Michael the guy? <gasps> and she burst out laughing. And, like, Michael was a breakup I was not proud of. Like, oh, I did not handle yeah. it well. And I felt so badly about how it all went down. So when She's she, been really holding that joke for a long <laughs> she time. She was been waiting to say, did you Michael the yeah. guy? Um, so when she brought it up, I felt like she was making fun of me from years ago. Uh, and it wasn't that it was a joke, I felt like a joke. Yeah. And to me, there's just such a difference. Like I can laugh at jokes. I don't like when I am the joke. Um, I think there's a difference between hearing a joke and being the joke. Yeah. And so I didn't really appreciate that. And there, and again, there may be a 100 examples of things like that that I've done, that you've done. Um, And and I often think that when people are making those jokes, they are subtly, or maybe not so subtly, sending me the message that they are uncomfortable and the joke makes them feel better. And so if you're you're really in the spirit of only trying to help, um, if you're really trying to help people, sometimes the best thing to do is to let them know that you're not uncomfortable and that you can handle this. And if somebody says to you, I need to talk because I'm going through a tough time, you might just say, and I can handle this tough time, and I don't need to make jokes about it because I'm not uncomfortable right now. You are not upsetting me. Let's do this.
2: You really have to think about like what, what this person is, is hearing.
1: Yeah, I think um, you're touching on, You know, I was trying to think of like what would be the main points of this, and, and I think th- maybe the main point is ask yourself, who is the humor for? Mm-hmm. And if it's for you, okay fine but don't don't hide behind I was only trying to help at that point you were not Um, if you really want to deliver on the message I'm trying to be helpful to other people then that humor should be for them not for you right Um, there's like a
2: certain type of people that are a person that wants to um, couch like uh, a a reality drop with humor mm -hmm. Um, and and I think that that is particularly offensive to me like Mm. You know when you're saying oh well
1: I I know what you mean though like I'm gonna drop something on you that's gonna be really hard to hear and then I'm gonna throw a joke in so you have to laugh and you can't get mad at me right yeah that's really manipulating the whole conversation like if I'm gonna drop something on you that might make you mad I think I have to just face that
2: right if you know if you're gonna if you need to truth bomb me that's you know there there might be cause for that Um, certainly but if you sit there and you like truth bomb me by like you know putting it in some like joke or something then i'm gonna feel like almost attacked
1: yeah i'm gonna feel like you've limited my options for how to respond that you just told me take this reality deal with it and laugh at me mm-hmm. and um, then i'll
2: be thinking about that at 11:30 on a wednesday night you know
1: yeah I'm going to text you some 1130 at night. Oh, well, I'm 100% asleep then. Let's be honest. And be like, what? what is torturing you right now?
2: <laughs> I, I don't...
1: After, post-baby, I don't suffer from insomnia ever. I just want sleep. All the sleep. Please, go um, I think... I think one of the other main points here is that it's not always wrong to make jokes. I mean, I, I think I do still deep down believe laughter is the best medicine and that humor is therapeutic and does help us move forward and laugh at life and be positive. Um, so I, I want to make sure we're, we're coming back to that point, that it can be true that this is helpful. Um, i guess you glad would, to hear you say that, I actually think it's more often true that it's helpful to be funny but you have to read the room and if you're trying to read the room and you can't really tell if this is a moment where my humor is going to be appreciated then I would tread lightly um, err on the side of caution and if you end up telling that joke and you realize oh no this did not go well at all it's totally backfired be ready to apologize Um, And if you want some guidance on apologies, we did do a whole episode on that in season one, episode nine, check it out. Basically, the message there was, you know, apologies can't just be sorry if you're offended. Uh, right? They need to be a little bit more substantial than that. And I think that maybe the last main point is don't assume that just because somebody laughed that they did actually like your joke. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm so sad to to think about all the times that I have laughed just as a survival skill, just to get through the moment. Um, Things that have really hurt me, jokes that have been deeply offensive, that frankly made me think less of the person who told the joke. And I did still laugh because... You know, when you don't, you get attacked, it blows up into a big thing. Sometimes it's just a way to survive. Um, and so I find that too many people say, oh, it's okay, she laughed. I, I would pause on that, folks. If, if you've patted yourself on the back many times and thought, oh, I'm sure my joke was fine, everybody laughed, really p- think about that because yeah. there are a lot of people who are just laughing along so that they don't become the target of your next joke. Right. Okay, I'm gonna issue a challenge. Not to you, I don't know, I'm looking at you, but.
2: definitely
1: to me. I mean, you're, you're invited to okay. participate. I'm challenging listeners to just one time this week, resist the urge to tell a joke when your gut tells you to tell a joke. And not because that joke is wrong or the moment is wrong, just so that you can feel what it feels like to hold one back. Um, just one time say, I've got a good one, it's a real singer, <laughs> and I'm going. Just write about it in your journal. Yes, just or text me. Like you can send it to me, but um, send us an email, tweet it to us.
2: Put it in your Instagram story.
1: Yes, whatever you need to do. But I'm I'm challenging everyone to just feel what it feels like to choose no on that. To say you know I'm just going to hold back here, um, and I'm not saying you that it would have necessarily been a bad or inappropriate joke. I just think it's worth having that experience so that you know you can do it, so that you know when you're really tested, you're able to hold back on the joke before it just flies out of your mouth. Any final thoughts? That's a really
2: good call. um, I I think that's a really, you gotta flex the muscle. You You gotta gotta know that you you can do it. Mm -hmm.
1: You gotta know that it's possible um, to just like tuck that joke away and be like, you know what? Not today. And I I mean, some of my friends um, are
2: comedians, like capital C comedians. Yeah. And, you know, there's a time and place for that. And
1: it's not always, but it is sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think more than not. Right. Yeah. I'm going to make up a number. I hope we are like 80% of the time going with the humor, maybe 85 or 90%. Right. There are some times though, where it just wasn't the right time. Um, All right, so tell us what we've missed. You know, Send us messages. I think folks know how to do that, but let's just give a reminder. Um, You can email us at questions at onlytryingtohelp.com. You can tweet us at I was O-T-T-H, that's onlytryingtohelp. You can visit our website there. You can also get our email address, things like that. Um, Let us know what else we have not covered about humor that was well-meaning, came from a good place, um, you were only trying to help, <laughs> and maybe it just didn't work out the way you'd hoped. Anything else
2: from you? No, I think that that's that some good.